This is Breaking Free Speech. Breaking Free official, Speech. Official podcast of Breaking Free Skate Park, located in the beautiful and sometimes sunny Rochester, New York. Not normally sunny. This will be our third local lines here. Wow. And I'm here with John Bechtold. Three's the lucky number. And we're going to talk about skate parks. Oh, God, we got an intro on the show. We're legit. Here we are, Dave, on the yeah, podcast. On the podcast. My first time being on a podcast. Here, just back that mic up a tiny bit. Back it up this way? Tiny bit, if you're going to talk that loud. All How's right. That? So, this will kind of work out good, because with Blaze on there, we talked about Rasp a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you were, uh, you were a Rasp kid. I was. I grew up at that skate park. I was there on the first day it opened. Really? Well, yep. So I followed them on Facebook for a year before they opened and wow. checked it every day. Did you know any of them? Prior to the skate park? Yeah, like Blaze or, or Tony or anything? Uh, I did not know. Hmm. I knew Cheyenne a little bit. Cheyenne Torres. Oh, uh, okay. Not, cool guy. Not my Cheyenne, the old Cheyenne. Not different Cheyenne. Not, well, not my Cheyenne, Terrell's Cheyenne, but no, yeah, yeah, you know, I you know what, what I'm saying. saying. I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying. I, know what I'm saying. I think I want to say real early in this podcast, because I know what I'm going to get is... Uh, Dude, how come you only have bike guys on? Yeah. But we'll get a skater on. It's Someday. Just, it just happens to be, you know, starting off fresh and new. It's most, uh, it's easiest for me to ask people to come on that are my closer friends. Because so. we ride bikes. Yeah. So I think I wanted to uh, say, one, that you're crazy. <laughs> I don't know about that, Dave. And you're the best kind of crazy. Okay. And uh, we can get into that a little bit later, <laughs> but I thought it would be good because we talk a lot about how the skate park is so important to kids and how, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I understand that, and that's, I'm so conscious of everything I do at the park because I know kids are going to look back at it and be like, these years, those years they spent there fundamental. Are, it, yeah, it's huge. Mm-hmm. So life transforming for sure. That's basically what was you know my question. Uh, I was I wanted to say I wanted to ask you, uh, what are the, you know, give me like the two or three things that you learned about riding that most positively affected your life, and then two or three that most negatively or, or, or somewhat negatively, you know, basically, what are the benefits and what's the opposite of a benefit? Uh, negative benefit. Negative, all right, you know, what are the benefits and or perhaps things that may have hindered your uh life moving beyond you know skate park kid yeah um it's a good question i guess probably first and foremost for me was the community that i got to experience at the skate park um i think you know it's it's really cool to be a part of a progression based sport because no matter what level you're at and i think this is what kind of differentiates it from i guess other sports like high school sports is that no matter what level you're at Everybody in the community is unbelievably supportive of you, and it's just, like, a, a great place to be. Um, even if you're, you know, just first learning how to drop in or if you're, you know, learning how to backflip a box. Like, it's – everybody's extremely supportive, and, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what, it's a great community. So that was definitely, I guess – That's beautiful. Also, it's like poetry. Poetry, yep, absolutely. So, so you're saying the, the – are you saying the community 
is something that helped, like uh, that you liked it, or are you saying the sense of community? You know, the, the, the you saw the value of the sense of community. Yeah, and not only just, I guess, a sense of community. It also like kind of taught me how to act towards other people, and I guess that's kind of where I was going with that okay. in terms of things that I learned is that being a part of that community and now being older and kind of realizing like how transformative those times were for me in that positive community kind of shows me how to act towards other people and mm -hmm. in my business or things that I'm doing in my life, just how I want to act towards other people and just be a positive person, you know? So speaking of business, what are you up to these days? Uh, right now, I'm working at Captivate Media um, in the vesting period right now. So I'm a what? A vesting period. So is I'm, that when you only wear vests? Yes, actually. See leather vests. my vest. Leather See my vest. vest. Yep. You know, Specifically leather made ones. Made of real gorilla chest. No, for sorry. <laughs> Most people listening to this are, are too young to know Simpsons references, but for, <laughs> for the two people that got it, it's a classic episode. Oh, yeah. So, so what's a vesting period? So it's like basically um, I'm working for a reduced rate right now to invest in a company. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'll eventually be a partner there. And, well, and also, what do you do there? Uh, we do commercial video production. Um, mainly we do some documentary stuff, some different lifestyle stuff. And then I also do uh, Real Dope. It's a music video production company. Basically just like my whole life is kind of centered around video production right now. And did you get into video be from like BMX? And yeah, 100%. The only reason I ever got into video was because I just wanted to start filming my friends on bikes when I was younger. I remember I got this little point-and-shoot mm -hmm. Kodak camera, and I posted my first video on Facebook, and all my friends were super stoked on it, just like yeah, yeah. being part of a video, and that's kind of what got me into video production in the first place, for sure. We talked all about cameras on one of my earlier podcasts. That's why all my old cameras are here, and you actually helped me uh, pick this camera, the Olympus one I got. I think you uh, picked that one yourself. But, it, but I was leaning toward a camera, and then... Right, right. I see what you're saying. I like it. You just gave me a bunch of insight, valuable insights. I never knew anything about mirrorless stuff, but what do you... Mirrorless is the wave. What's your favorite camera? Favorite camera? I mean, if you're going to give me any budget to pick anything, mm -hmm. I would pick, like, an Ari for sure. But um, I guess on a reasonable level, I think that the a7 III, what I primarily shoot on right now, is pretty great at Sony. Mm -hmm. I, think jo I think Josh is shooting on one of those, too. Yeah, it's a great line because it's like a kind of a mix between a photo and a video camera it's really great yeah. for both of them he got um what did he do he got a lens for it and had phil grind off the hood so he could shoot oh, really? it like um i think it's like a crop sensor lens but he's okay. shooting full frame so you get like a full vig but then you right. have to cut the hood off you know I so once he cut the hood off there was no vignette anymore it, there was more his it just wide as like a like a like a vx with a death lens or something it has that's that sick. look on it that's dope. It's pretty cool Oh, yeah. Um, totally forgot what I was going to say there. Uh, yeah. Huh. Wait, you said the Sony camera? Sony A7 III, Josh was... Oh, I was going to, I was going to quote uh, one of my favorite photographers from my college days, Henry Cartier-Bresson. Okay. He, his famous book was The, the Decisive Moment, uh, which okay. you could say it was you know, maybe the first action photography ever, really? loosely speaking. Wow, I need to look into um, that guy. Yeah, so he would set up a shot. That's like his his most famous shot. It's like he's up on a balcony in like a in like an alleyway in you know Mal Italy or France. Croissant, maybe that's French. Croissant. 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 Yeah, so he basically set up a shot. It's composed. There's like a stairway and an alleyway, and then there's like one like the composition is beautiful. And he basically just sat there, I guess, for hours and waited till just someone rode by on a bike, 
and just got the picture perfect. So the woman is perfectly framed as if it was a composed photo. Wow. So he would just set up a composition he liked and wait for, you know, something to happen. That's so you know, cool. Yeah. That's a really, it's but, like natural and artificial, I guess. Yeah, and that was in the early days of photography. So that was like radically new idea. Yeah. So, so the quote I was going to say is he, he said, uh, the best camera is the one you have. Mm-hmm. So, and that's a fact. And that's Absolutely. kind of my thought process behind getting that Olympus is that if yeah, I get I caught in the rain or if I, I've dropped my phone while riding my bike so many times mm-hmm. and it hasn't broken, knock on wood. <laughs> so I could do that with that camera and I, and if I, I, don't, I could drop it off fine. my bike into the Genesee River and I could fish it back out and I'm still good. Seems like a beast of a little camera. Yeah. I'm thinking about picking one up before I go to Europe. Yeah, right? Dope. Yeah, it seems pretty sick. All right, so now give me, yeah, uh, give me like... Maybe something that happened in BMX or something about BMX culture or skateboard culture that had maybe a negative effect on your life, if there even was one. Hmm. Um, I can definitely think of one right now. I don't know if I want to bring it up publicly or not. I think you probably know what I'm talking about in general. Summer 2015, that one time. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not going to probably talk about that. Yo, my soundboard's not working. Hmm. I guess like in a, without bringing up a specific instance... I guess one thing being brought about the statement is that getting fixated on one idea or one trick is definitely something that you kind of do mm-hmm. in BMX. And like, that's something that also is positive because you like fix on one thing and you really try to learn one trick. But then at the same time, if you get too fixated on something, it can just kind of lead to negative effects in your life mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's one thing that I've. Don't be rude. Oh, now it's working. Sweet. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I guess. So. Yeah, don't, don't get too fixated on one yeah, thing. Yeah, I wasn't, I didn't mean, like, give me an event that happened that was negative. Okay. I'm saying, like, perhaps, um, like, I can give you an example for me. Like, I got too caught up in stuff and perhaps got too judgmental about people and their intentions because of how some things had unfolded within the realm of BMX that I was involved in. Mm-hmm. And then it made me maybe perhaps too wary of certain things, you know? I'm okay. not saying what was a, a specific event that happened that sucked. I'm saying like yeah, no, and I guess that's kind of where I was going with that. Is not like that is part of me now is that I get really fixated on mm-hmm. like one thing and mm-hmm. get to, like super determined, which is good but also bad because if you end up yeah not being able to accomplish something, then it sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put all your eggs in one basket. Right, right. And then, exactly. And then the baby goes out with the bathwater when you can't land it. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. You're, you're definitely one to send it. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes a little bit too much, I guess. Probably. So I, wanted, I wanted to tell my favorite John story. Oh, Maybe boy. my favorite John story. <laughs> so some people might know I love bikes. I'm a big bike rider. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so one day I was like, I've been riding for a while. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to ride 100 miles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was oh, like, boy. I was like, John, do you want to ride 100 miles with me? And, and, and you're like, yeah. Yeah, 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 I'll do that. And I was like, sweet, we're going to go ride 100 miles. And then, like, I don't know if it was a couple minutes later, you're like, dude, you think I'd ride 200 miles? <laughs> and I was like, um, I don't think so. <laughs> like, the, the, the amount of, of food you would need to eat, the amount of time it would take, oh. I'm like, that would be, like, incredibly. And you're like, I'm going to, I didn't even finish the sentence. You're like, yeah, I'm going to ride. It's like you walked away, like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Like, not listening to me. And I was like, He's not going to do that. 
So I think it was like, we're going to meet at my house on Sunday at 8 or something like that. I was already 90 miles in. Yeah, you showed up. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I already went from Webster all the way up to Charlotte, back around here. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I know. Well, I think I was at like 80 miles or something. Because I started at like 2 in the morning to do that. And yeah. like, I didn't, re- I ate Cliff Bars along the way. But remember when we got out to Brockport? You were. I was like. Delusional. Delusional, yeah. Gone. I was laying there. on the floor of that bike shop for like. <laughs> <laughs> for like, I don't know, even how, how long we were there. Probably like at least an hour, right? Yeah. Just waiting for the pizza to kick in. And that's funny because <laughs> Blaze is on the other, he rode that day too. It's it's funny, I was riding a lot, a lot, and I was like, I'm going to go for 100. You know, I rode 50, I rode 60, I might have rode 70 miles at that point. And I was like, oh, 100 is a reasonable. I think the longest ride I had done at that point was like 30 or 40 miles. Yeah, right? <laughs> And then Blaze, Blaze is like, yeah, I'll try. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Oh, sorry, damn it. I'm not supposed to swear. I was like, get the hell out of here, Blaze. You're not going to do it. He did it, though. And He's ripping, too. Yeah. He was, he, I don't think he ever rode more than, like, God, I don't even know. Like, he's know, like, sure, either. let's go. And I was like, you know. He made it, yeah. The route we're taking. was long as fuck. The only, can't really turn around. The only out you're going to have is going to be about 75 miles. Yeah. <laughs> So then we, we, you meet up with me, you're already 70, 80, 90 miles in. We ride all the way out. By the time we get to Hamlin Beach State Park, that's like, what, 35 miles in or something? And Blaze is toasted. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, God. And you know, Halfway, though, man. We made it all the way back to the city. He, he dipped off. You know, I did 103 or something, 101 or something that day. You did, you did your 200 miles, and it was like something that was supposed to be a big achievement for me, and it was, was completely overshadowed by Blaze never riding mileage and doing 75, and you never riding mileage and doing 200. And I was like, man, I'm a bitch. (laughs) And I hate you for it, because I have to do it now. Yeah, you do have to. Let's do it this summer. I'll I'll do it again. It was, like, honestly a really good experience. To be like, oh, one of my friends rode 200 miles means I have to do 200 miles. Yeah, you do. This summer, we're going to do it. Yeah, I was definitely going to do at least one 150 just yeah, you, and yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's just like the uh, point of exhaustion that your body gets to at that point is like nothing else I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like my I couldn't feel my legs at the end of the day. It was like yeah, it was Dude, cool. It, you should experience it. It's such a good thing. Like I think it would be better if you didn't train. Honestly, you should go for like three hundred yeah. since you're in good shape. That segue was like I'm very intentional. Like saying, "What did you learn from BMX?" And you're like. To go full send and then be like, yeah. here's this thing you did that basically sounds impossible. And I'm like, no, John did it. Nothing's impossible, Dave. And we talked about in the podcast how some people ride for social reasons. Some people ride because it's truly, really like their thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to say it one's better than the other. But there are undoubtable lessons you learn through riding. Yep. No matter what, for sure. Yeah, and you even so you even worked at RASP, right? I did. That was probably one of my favorite jobs. Yeah, because there's hardly a job. Yeah, no. Mostly, <laughs> mostly Maya did everything, and I just mm-hmm. kind of hung out. Mm-hmm. Shout out Maya. <laughs> Thanks, Maya. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was a good job. I uh, think I learned a lot of my people skills from that too. Just oh, like yeah. customer services. Yeah. Well, the great thing, thing with the experience. skate park is there's such a plethora of people to deal with. You have to be able to deal with like full spectrum. You know, eight-year-old kids, twelve-year-old kids, sixteen-year-old kids, twenty-year-old grumpy kids that you know, mm, forty-year-old skateboarders. Yeah, you know, like there's such a spectrum of, of social. You get to deal with skills. everybody. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's not experience. for everyone. No, it definitely wasn't for me at first. 
but I don't think it's for anybody at first. It's just like oh, customer yeah. service is hard. Like Definitely I have hard. serious respect for anybody in the customer service industry. You know, that's you know, the easiest way to avoid working in customer service. Mm. Learn a skill. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm not trying to bash people that do that, but there's a reason those jobs don't pay good and kind of suck. It's like because you, you, you know, if you have more to offer, you can make more money. Yeah, that's definitely a fact, for sure. I always say to uh, people that don't really know much about BMX and skateboarding, how it, I this is my example. I go, all right, take it's twenty eighteen, right, or mm-hmm. seventeen, twelve, whatever, anytime. Take any just the modern environment kids are growing up in, right? One kid, you get him on a skateboard at like 11 or 12, and he skateboards through middle school and high school. Take the other kid and let him do whatever, Fortnite or whatever kids do, <coughs> hoverboards and I don't... Uh, yeah, hoverboards. Whatever the thing, whatever ki- normal kids, right? So then, say kid doesn't want to go to college, there's no clear path like into a parent's business. It's like, all right, so now you're 19 years old, and your only option is a real job. Mm-hmm. So you take that kid and you throw him into a uh, landscaping construction, like any job that requires you to work, which is most jobs, physically mm-hmm. work. Right. Which kid do you think is gonna is gonna work that job and, and handle it well? The kid that spent you know eight years skateboarding, or the kid that spent eight years playing video games? My guess is you're gonna say skateboarding, but I'd like to hear your reasoning behind it as well. Because. It, what you said, you learn the value of hard work. You learn that, like, you know, if you land a, fir- a trick first try, you're like, oh, cool. Move but on. that usually means you go around to the next trick. It's like we all love the battle of the trick. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like work. Like, at the end of the week, at the end of the work day, yeah. you're kind of beat, and you get rewarded for it. Right. Like, you, you associate that there is, there is hard work, that you're putting in energy, that, like, sometimes you're sore, and then you get your reward. Right. When you do things like video games... There's no there's reward, no threat reward. of pain. There's no threat. You're not yeah. gonna get tired. Like maybe your eyes will get tired. You <laughs> sprain your thumb or something. Like <laughs> it's like you you're getting all the reward with a fraction of the work. Yeah, pretty much no work. And then you're used to you know you want that's that's how we get participation trophies and mm-hmm. whatever you know that other crap. bullshit. Yep, bull crap. Yeah. Yeah. But you know that's a spectrum. There's a lot of people that have, you know have a good work ethic that never skateboarded, but I think. People that skateboard or ride pretty much get taught the work ethic, especially if you've ever filmed. I know you film. I film. Yeah. Like, if you're working toward a video project, it's like there's no bullshit. You're just, you're working for those clips. Yep. It's terrible. Good, but terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a long process filming a video. Especially, I mean, that's kind of another thing that I learned from BMX is like literally all of the filming that I do now is so easy. <laughs> like, uh, people will be like, are apologizing to me about an interview and like saying how they need to restate something five times like dude you have no idea (laughs) how long i've sat on my knees on concrete for hours just trying to get a fisheye clip of somebody you're you're good dude like in one of the other podcasts we talked about people i just briefly said something about people that take a long time filming and i said i said phil like it's just like real briefly and then (laughs) like two days ago I just get a random text from Phil, and it's like, what, you don't like cardio while you're filming? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I guess Phil heard that. <laughs> oh, man. That's <laughs> but, funny. And I'm sure Phil might hear this, but... Shout out to oh, Phil. Phil's the best bike rider uh, I've ever seen in my ever. life, and I truly mean that. And he does take forever He's to film. He's a wizard. So. His oh. crank flips. It's insane. Go, Phil. 
And he's doing so much sick stuff with his welding now, too. I'm definitely going to try to get him in here, but yeah. he, he's, like... So busy, probably. He's, like, me, where he's, he's... No, he makes me look like a bitch in every way I could possibly look like a bitch. <laughs> which is a lot of ways. I think he makes pretty much all of yeah, the U.S. Like people look so like that. Yeah, like, he's so always doing something. Like, I'm, I'll something never forget dope. it. He said, uh, when he left his union job, he's like, I can't, Dave, I can't be happy only working 40 hours a week. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, yeah? Word. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> Go Phil. A lot of the kids that are going to watch this, they're like, what's 40 hours a week mean? <laughs> Don't worry, you'll get a job one day. Or it's all downhill. you'll become a pro scooter rider and never get a job in your life. Or you can move to Hawaii like Dylan. That's not a bad move. I was thinking about that. Yeah, joining that work farm? Yeah. That's a good I idea. wish I had gotten Dylan on this podcast before he moved away. Yeah, to talk about that. Yeah. And then, like, if he comes back to visit, it would be a cool follow-up podcast, too. Yeah. I've never really met anybody that's done anything like that before. It's crazy. I honestly think he's going to regret it. Like, I think, like, I'm not trying to, like, I'm not trying to bash him. He's just, like, he's at that age, he wanted to huck something, and I've moved before. Mm -hmm. You know, I moved six hours, which isn't that far, but it's still, if I want to go back, if I, when I still considered Jersey home, if I wanted to go home, it incurred 12 hours of driving. Right. It's not an easy task. So just that amount of isolation was, was pretty heavy on me to be on the other side of the planet. Yeah, that's And then crazy. the time zone hurdles are going to be an issue when it comes to communication. And he's on like a farm. Like it, to isolate, like. I don't know, man. I respect it. I think you made I a good I respect the shit out of yeah. him. It's just, I know that not everyone can handle that sort of isolation. And I, and yeah. I really hope he's just fine with it and everything. And, but Something like that, you, know, you commit to a certain contract, and then all of a sudden you're out there, and you don't realize how lonely lonely can be, and then you're like... <sighs> how long is he there for? I think he said three months for the shortest one, so that's not too bad. Okay. There's yeah. a skate park nearby, too. Really? Yeah, we looked it up on Google. Like that's a, dope. It's like a, it's like a, like a three-foot mini rant, a three-foot half pipe, and like a five-foot half pipe. That's dope. It's better than nothing. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's crazy, though. I can never imagine myself. I mean, I could... I don't know. I don't know if I'd ever be able to do something like that. That's like a yes, huge transition. Aren't you going to Germany? Yeah, but that's for. Oh, well, I guess it's also like three months. You're literally <laughs> doing this. You're doing the same thing, but you're going the other way around the flat Earth. True, true. Yeah, on the other side of the flat Earth. Yeah, the Earth is definitely flat. Yeah, a hundred percent. You don't understand. Like, even if, if the Earth was flat around, like you could mm. still fly anywhere. That Alex Jones podcast <laughs> was so good. I told you he's going to finance a trip to the ice wall. They're going to the ice wall. A million bucks. That's all it's going to take. I will definitely do a podcast to break down the conspiracy theory of the flat Earth. Yeah. I put hashtag flat Earth in so much of the, of the skate park <laughs> stuff, and I'll get likes from like Instagram accounts, flat like Earth Flat Earth is... Society. Like they, oh been, I guess God. they're running bots to automatically like things that say flat Earth in it. That's crazy. Because the Earth is definitely flat. The Earth is flat. Tell you what, if the Earth was flat, skate parks would be boring as shit. Yeah, that's true. I mean, flatland riders have. Fun, you are huh? fake news. Oh my god, those sound bites, man! <laughs> Killing the sound bite game. Killing. Okay, so then. You gotta have you, a Jamie here. You to worked do it at Rasp. You. you learned how to be a badass. You started filming stuff. I don't know if I'm a badass. But you're making a living off filming, or you're like. Yep, full time. Yeah. Do you go to school for filming too? I go to school for industrial design, so it's basically like product design, like system design. Man, that train is loud. It probably won't even show up on these mics. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, product design Wait, is what I go to school hold on. for. It can't show up on the mic. Yeah, I mean, what did you call that? You Auditorily you show? You wouldn't hear it on the mic. Yeah, true. That'd be like you can't hear it with your eyes. Yeah, that's okay. like a... 
Okay, let's just wanted get to out clarify. Just wanted to clarify. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So you're in school for industrial design. Yep, product designs, like kind of system design. Cool. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting degree and uh, has absolutely nothing to do with video production. But so when you go to Germany, are you continuing your education there? Yep, That's I'll be studying at the Bauhaus. It's, uh, Bauhaus. Bauhaus. It's like. For some of my most personally influential designers. Okay. Well, German of, engineering is pretty uh, amazing. They have some beautiful stuff over there, for sure. Yep. Wow. Are you bringing your bike? Oh, yeah. I just ordered that travel case from you, man. Or are you Ooh. just asking for the podcast? Oh, you never ordered it? Dave, if I don't have my travel case, I'm going to be screwed. How, what am I supposed to do? Bring my bike in a backpack? No, what happened was the full factor... Pause the podcast. We're ordering it Dude, now. The, I'm, I'm pulling it up. I'm on the phone right now. <laughs> full, uh, Odyssey's... Distro site full factory actually. Uh, wait, did I order it? I don't know. No, no, their site was down over the weekend. Like, uh, I, I, you saw me pull the tab yeah. up. I went later to process it, and the site was down oh, on, on uh, Saturday and Sunday, or on bummer. Sunday and Monday. Yeah, uh, well, it's a sweet bag. You guys should check it out. Odyssey Traveler bag fits your whole bike in a normal suitcase size thing. <laughs> and that's how I'm going to bring my bike to Europe. Yeah, if you don't know, uh, you can't travel with a bike, or you can, they charge you out the butt but they make these bags that look like golf bags because you can travel with golf bags, apparently. 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 But this one, nice, small, probably fit my two T-shirts, one pair of underwear, two pairs of socks, all in that one bag. For three months? For three months. I'm not bringing pants, just underwear. No pants. <laughs> yep, three months. A couple T-shirts, <laughs> I'll be good. I don't know. Got to figure out a spot to put my camera, too. That's hilarious. Okay, so... You learn how to shoot, you're getting to shooting through riding, mm -hmm. you work at the skate park, you get into doing riding, blah, blah, you're doing other video stuff. Um, how much, do you, ha do you have a website or, or, a, or a, a something we can, like, if someone's watching this and they want to pause it and see some of your content to believe that you're not just full of crap, where mm -hmm. can they find your content? If you want to head over to therealdope.com. Uh, real is spelled with two e's, like, like a, camera real. Oh, I get it you get now. It? You know what's funny? I see you post all that stuff on the social media. That's not me. That's Joe, my business partner. Um. Well, I don't follow them. I think I only follow you. Oh, huh. But either way, I see the stuff, and then it, it, like one random day, I was like, "Oh, real! I get real. it now." Like I just never. Yeah, thought. real fake doors. Real, real fake, fake doors. doors. <laughs> Yep. That's awesome. That's our that's our inside joke. Yep. How many um how many video projects have you done have been bike stuff and how many have been other mm. stuff? Give, give me a breakdown of all the content you've put out, the ratio between what and what and what. Well, with Captivate, I think to date we're at around three hundred videos. Woo! We started like nine months ago. So about three hundred commercials through Captivate. Uh, it's me and my friend Jake who produced the content, and then music videos. We've done BYOB series, like it's bring your own beat. It's like a freestyle thing. We did twenty five oh, of those so cool. far. Wow! And then we have, I think, about ten music videos and bike projects. Honestly, I have no idea. Like maybe twenty bike projects. So not a lot of bike projects. Not a ton of them, no. But no. that's because they take so long to film. Yeah, they like, really do. Yeah. That's part of the reason I'm doing the podcast is because doing, even just doing the vlogs and trying to get clips involved with it is just so much work. Oh, yeah. Just, this is so much easier. I get the message across. It's, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, clips take forever to film, especially like 
as a filmer, when you start like thinking about filming stuff, it's like you, it's not even just about getting the trick; it's about filming it right too. So mm-hmm. you might have them land it perfect, and then you have to go back and film it again because you're an idiot, you know. Oh, for sure, and I'm, we'll definitely get Josh on here someday to talk about that struggle. Oh yeah, I've done a, a lot. Of, spent a lot of time behind a camera, a lot of time in front of a camera. It it's both great and both terrible. Yep. At the same time. Exactly. It goes back to that work ethic thing. Mm-hmm. Work is awesome and terrible at the same time sometimes. So how often do you ride these days? Um, in the winter, honestly, not as much as I like to. In the summer, I ride every day at the Webster Skate Park. If you guys ever want to come at 6 in the morning and ride with me, I'm there every day. That was my follow-up question. What time do you ride at? 6 in the morning because nobody else is That's there. That's crazy. Yep. I've been getting up at 8, and I'm, like, proud of myself. And there's John out there yep. getting up at 6 a.m. Well, riding 200 miles. I know. I have more respect for people who ride later because it's hot in the summer. It gets really, oh, really? hot. Yeah, and the heat only, doesn't bother me at all. I love the heat. I can't stand heat. Like, I could really? be out. No. Could be out in, like, 20-degree weather in a T-shirt. Happy. Hmm. As soon as it gets to be, like, 80 and I have to do something physical, hmm. I hate sweating. It's like, oh, man. That's crazy. Yeah, I overheat. And then I drink way too much water. Mm-hmm. And then I sweat even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a, not a fan of riding mm-hmm. in the heat. Wow, wow. Did you ever skateboard or anything? Yeah, I actually started skateboarding. I did uh, in like third to fifth grade. I really like skateboarding. Oh, you st- oh, I thought you meant you started like a, hey, I recently started. You mean you started mm-hmm. your introduction to progression-oriented sports with skateboarding? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I started with skateboarding, and then my brother rode BMX. My little brother smacked the lip. Whoa, what smacked the lip? Yeah. Smack the lip. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was smacking lips on a pile of dirt that my dad dumped in the yard. We made a little BMX jump Mm -hmm. out of it and then kind of got into that from there. Went to Extreme Wheels. Shout out to Extreme Wheels as my first skate Mm. park. Nice. I love that park. Let me me give everyone another little John story. uh, Pivotal piece to uh, the the formulation of what BFS is now. Uh, When we were getting the bowl... We moved most of it ourselves, but the bowl corners were massive. Mm-hmm. Those things were like eight foot by eight foot by eight yeah, foot those are big. and like twelve hundred pounds. Yeah. And you I believe it was you said that your dad's friend was like a big industrial mover. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, Well, we should call this guy because I don't have any options. What the hell I don't even remember the guy's name. Do you remember his name? <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Names. So I call this guy. Or maybe... McCall. McCall. Shout out to McCall. Whatever his trucking company is, he's a good guy. Maybe he called me or I called him. But yeah, he was like, what is it? Where? Who do you know? I got you, fam. And he's like, it's in Syracuse? Great. I'm coming up from Jersey on Friday. I'll meet you there. Give me an address. I'll be there at 6. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, he's good friends with my dad. I was like, let me call some people, make sure we can get there. And then, so we meet him there, and he's sitting there in his low boy waiting. And we fork truck the uh, bowl pieces onto the truck. He ratchets them down. He drives him to the skate park, and then he's like, "See ya." <laughs> he charged me like virtually nothing for doing it. He's a good guy. And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah. Like he 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 gave me a number, and then once we got there, he was like, "Ah, give me." He, he like told me to give him less, like uh, like twenty percent less or twenty five. Wow. Like twenty percent less than he initially That's said. That's dope. And I was like, "Dude, do you want a Jenny?" <laughs> Four or five Jennies at that rate, man. You owe him a 30-pack. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, like, had I not had that contact, like, moving those ramps that far could have easily cost me, like, thousands of dollars. Gotcha, like, Dave. That that was cute. And at that far, that far down along the process, I was pretty much out of money. Like, that was really toward the end. Really? Because if you remember, we opened and the bowl wasn't even done. Yeah. We were open for, like, 
two weeks before the bowl was done, and then it was open for like a couple of weeks, for a couple and of then weeks we put the masonite on it. Yeah. So, if if you hadn't been there and your dad had that connection to that guy, you know, I would have basically been asking people like, someone lend me money, you know, yeah. I've been out, you know, doing things for favors or something. Yeah, thanks, Dad. Shout out your dad. Shout out to my dad. Your dad seems like a guy who likes to have a good time. Oh yeah, my dad's a great guy. Your brother used to ride too. Yeah, he did. And I grew up riding with my little brother. It was good, good times. My dad was always used to take us to Rays and mm. all the other big local bike parks. Took us out to Colorado. Yeah, once. your brother's goofy footed though. Yeah, and uh, he doesn't count. <laughs> um, let me ask you something. Cause He's it's... really good at motocross, though. Yeah, I hear that. Really good. E- you mean e motocross? Yeah, e moto. Yeah, <laughs> fuck e bikes. Screw e bikes. <laughs> Ooh, chill, chill Sorry, with the swearing, man. dude. I'm. You referencing your news. sticker. Don't be rude. I'm referencing your sticker, Dave. Okay. <laughs> uh, let me now. Let me ask something. Now, I had you know, one of my biggest regrets in life is that my little brother tried to get into BMX, and I was just like, "No, leave me alone. This is my thing." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you know, so then like, BMX had such a Im- huge impact on my life. It's like, man, I could have uh, opened the door for my brother to have a similar impact, mm-hmm. you know, but I didn't. Did you ever feel like your brother was cramping your style when he was coming to ride? No, we're pretty similar in mm. age range. Like, I don't know how old you're, what the difference is between your brother, but we're like yeah, only, years. yeah, we're a year and a half apart. So, I mean, I guess like when you're 13, 14 years old, like, yeah, we probably, no, I think he's even really part of our friend groups. Timmy's a cool guy. I might just been a jerk. I mean, me just being a jerk. <laughs> I mean, like we definitely rode with different people and stuff because you ride with people that are at your level, I think a lot of times, but. We well, would never really got into the street stuff either. Yeah, yeah. Kind of fell out of BMX at that point. When I, but yeah, no, he was always hanging out. In with our us. La- our last local line, we had uh, local lines. We had Clark here, okay. and uh, Clark's mom keeps being like, well, "I guess his brother wants to come to skate park," and Clark's like, "No, why really? Is he? Yeah." And we, I always bust his balls about it. I'm like, "Let your brother come to the skate park, man." Clark, you gotta let him come by. It's a good time. It is a great time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Normally, I'm, I'm, I'm bummed when, I, when, when friends of mine or people, anyone really, is, I don't see them at the park as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know you're doing dope shit, and that's cool. Yeah, no, I've been bummed about not coming lately, but I was riding at Blackout for a while and not really riding there anymore. So now I'm riding the skate park. Mm. Yep. We're actually just about to finish up details on a, a dealer agreement with Kink and BFS, like really? a cross-branding thing. Hmm. It's pretty cool. Cross-branding? Kind of, you know, we're just going to put... They're going to... You give details about that on the podcast or no? Well, it's not finalized, but generally they're going to get me some rental bikes and stuff. It'd be like Ray's? And then they're gonna, we're going to paint some ramps to say kink or whatever. They're, it looks like they're going to sponsor one wow. bike night a month, like a kink cinema. Basically, they just be like, we collab on one. They buy a pizza just to try to get some extra bike traffic in because my bike traffic's not super high. Yeah. You know, so I'm gonna do. I'm doing. You know, I'm gonna promote them. I'm. I offered to be exclusive in selling only King Complete bikes and wow, making sure my rental fleet is uh, entirely Kink bikes within the next uh, by 2020. You know, That's I'm, gonna, crazy. I'm gonna phase. It. There's only like three rental bikes that aren't King, so I'm gonna phase <coughs> them out. You, you know? have fit right now. Uh, just the little ones, like the 18 yeah. inch and the 16 inch. That's cool. But Kink introduced a 14-inch bike this year, so really? that gives me one more size option to offer, which is really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't even know anybody made a 14-inch bike. Oh, the, the little kid market is huge. They make the float, uh, the pedal, 12, that's dope. the 14, the 16, the 18. Yeah, must be their expansion plans. 
skaters don't know, or scooter kids know how, how expensive and complicated bikes are. Yeah? They don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, they're expensive. But once you have a good bike, you're set for a while. That's one thing I like about BMX. Like, I think I've been riding my S&M frame for like, it's got to be going on seven years now. That's crazy. Yeah, no, things to tank. I think I should probably order one, a new one for me <laughs> before I leave, to be honest. Mm. Starting to get a little crackly in the front. Mm, that's not good. Yeah. You, you, well, you give it a thorough inspection from time to time. I do, sure yeah. Safe. yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've been on my Colt frame for two years now. Wow. That's impressive. Is that made in the USA or is that? No. No? It's, it's the DeHart frame. Shout out, Chase. Yeah. I don't know, man. i got to have the USA frame. Yeah, there's Stiff not a lot steel. of companies that are doing that anymore, though. Well, Phil had the um, Phil got a standard, and he twisted the rear end on it. Yeah, I don't ride standard, so S&M for life. <laughs> or fit. Well, no, it, maybe it was not straight to begin with. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know much about standards. Hmm. Yeah. Well, 37 minutes. This, this, is, this will be wow. our longest one yet. Part of the longest. Uh, you sure you don't want to go four hours and 50 minutes, Dave? No, I'm not <laughs> sure. But I don't think that would be. Uh, not, I'm not Alex, Alex Jones. I'm not that our uh, our demographic is probably not interested in conversations that long. Probably not. You're probably gonna have to chop this one. In I don't too. chop. Nope. Okay. It is what it is. Here we are. I gotta chop though, cause I got I got this um, ending music now programmed mm-hmm. on my soundboard, and apparently, uh, Ozzy Osbourne's music is blocked everywhere on the internet. So my Ooh. video, I uploaded them. So I can't use 10 seconds. So we of just have to, song. like, sing into the mic for the closer? No, I, I'm still using it. I just cut it down 20% in time, and then the, the uh, AI can't algorithm pick can't pick it up. Yeah. There you go. That's but perfect. also, uh, if I take a bit of music and I change it a little bit now, I'm a DJ. Yeah. DJ Wrench. <laughs> oh, no. Well, Look out, DJ, DJ Zip, Zip Drive. drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked on you. I'm always, you're always doing stuff. Trying to. I'm stoked on what you're doing as well, Dave. Got a pretty sweet spot, and I'm glad for what you're doing for the community because I know it was fundamental in raising me to be the person that I am today. Oh, that's awesome. Do I always say to uh, tell people when we talk about you that it's like some people like you're kind of all over the place. You're doing this, you're doing that. Like you're just you're like you're all over. Yes, it's, it's dope. Me, you know, whatever. Um, Depending on your opinion. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> So I, I say to people, because sometimes like, you know, they'll say you're flaky, right? I am flaky, yep. And I say, John's not flaky, and I'll tell you why. Oh. Well, yeah, some things you do are flaky, right? It's not, and I say, it's not that you bail on stuff. It's just that you're just, you're all over. Like, I'll say, like, we did that bike trip, Pittsburgh to D.C., and I'll say, John is just as likely to plan to come on the trip with us for three months and then the day before it be like i can't now i'm not going you're just as likely (laughs) to know nothing about it and the night before be like what are you doing tomorrow wait five days 350 miles and we're camping um okay yeah i'm down it's like (laughs) it's insane like yeah you are like i'm bad at planning to be honest you're good at hucking i'm good at hucking i'm bad at planning well, obviously, there's, it's a yin and a yang, right? Mm-hmm. I'm way too far on one side of things. I apologize to anybody that I have affected with my poor planning skills. Because you're, you've always been like, I'm doing this thing now, and I'm doing that thing now. You had the, you did, uh, you were designing an uh, outdoor brand or something. And yeah. You know, like, you've always done all these things, and you do everything so good. And then, like, did you just get bored, and you're, like, on to the next thing, or? Yeah, I mean, I like... 
I think that I think that's I think it's also a result of BMX is it's like you get stoked about something for like a short amount of time and then like you're addicted to the stoke. You get yeah, you get addicted to the stoke, like the mm. the up the upcoming mm-hmm. part, you know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. what I really like and then I don't know, the only thing that I've really stuck with ever in my life, I think, is BMX and video stuff. Hmm. So yeah, I don't know. Flaky kind of guy, I guess. Sorry, guys. No, it's, it's, I think it's dope, though. Like, well, yeah. When you're younger and you can kind of just huck this and huck that, you're fine. Yeah, exactly. You know, I can't exactly huck anything because I'm an LLC and, like, there's all yeah, the, I'm, like, legally tied I'm to it. I'm getting into that, too, man. I'm um, just getting locked down. I always, I'm it. always, like, I'm always, oh, John's doing this. And he's doing it so good. And they're like, oh, wait, now he's doing something else. It's like, I always thought, I, I've been saying for years, like, you're going to be successful because everything you do that. is good. It's just, I'm like, he's just got to stick with something. <laughs> like, you do it good, it's like, and then you got to keep the momentum rolling and you'll be fine. Yeah, if I could figure out how to do that. But also, also diversifying is a... Uh, yeah, you know, I, don't, I don't even know if I want to ever be the standard successful. Like, mm. I just, like, I think that's, my brain is wired to just, like, from Maybe BMX. Your, your just, version of successful is starting is, new projects. Yeah, I just, like... I getting like them off. Yeah. What you should do is you should start new projects, get them off the ground, and then sell them to someone else, and then they can fail with it, and then you can start your next thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just like starting new things and having new experiences, I guess. Hell yeah. That's yeah. BMX, dude. Yeah, exactly. New moves, new tricks, new spots. Good and bad. Hell Good yeah. Good and bad. I'm yep. at the, that's a great place to end. You know. That's beautiful. It's like poetry. Just like poetry. <laughs> All right. Sweet. What we got? 40, 42 minutes. Wow. I'm going to call it on there. That was good. Great. What would you say? 6.30 got to meet at the park? It's not even 6 yet. That's perfect. Sweet. Not time to grab a burrito. Oh, I just had a, I had a chimichanga just before. Hmm. I think I might have had a burrito for lunch. Oh, I did have a burrito for nice. lunch, too. Yeah. All right, cool. Cool. Well, uh, yeah. Yep, uh, good you, know, you know the normal stuff, guys. Uh, if you're on iTunes, give us a five-star review because we still have, don't have enough reviews to show a review in iTunes, but chances mm. are you listen, you're watching this on YouTube, so let us know what you think. Like, comment, subscribe. Hit the bell icon. So you get notified for our future <laughs> videos. Why do they do that? You know more about that shit than me. The bell icon? Is it just because you're more likely to get views than if they don't have the bell icon? I have no idea, dude. I don't do that stuff. It's weird because I like... I go on YouTube and when someone new uploads something, it's on my, it's like there. Yeah. But when you have the bell, you actually get like a notification yeah, immediately. Yeah, I think your phone like buzzes or something when somebody. There's like, probably been like studies done and it, you probably get like a 20% more I'm views. sure you do. Yeah. Like you get an actual notification when you turn on the bell. So mm-hmm. like if you're an actual fan of something, you want to check it out right away. I, I have the notifications turned on for my Breaking Free Speech podcast. Oh, shit. Yep. Gave you a five-star review, Dave. Dude, Blaze is telling me, he's like. His girlfriend watched his uh, BFS podcast, mm-hmm. like with him sitting there, and he's like, "Can you not do that while I'm sitting here?" Dude, it's so weird. People, the yeah, other it's day weird. At my friend's house, were playing my YouTube videos while I was sitting there. I'm like, Mm-mm. dude, no, Mm-mm. I don't want. Stop playing this. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. watch this at all. I will watch mine or listen to mine. I will never just... listen to this podcast. <laughs> I'll listen to my stuff when I'm alone to be like to see where I made errors. Yeah. To see how I'm speaking to try to make it better. Yeah, and but I guess I would can. never be like, "Hey guys, let's sit down and listen to 40 watch minutes of me talking." No, like I could watch my video, my like bike riding videos with people. Yeah, me too. But that's so much different than way being, different like, than talking. Totally different thing. Oh my, it's so weird. Yeah, just even weird to hear your own voice on. Yeah, know? like editing yeah. YouTube videos is just like 
Oh, it's even hard to do that sometimes. And I'm not, I don't edit these. With the vlogs, yeah. I edited the crap out. I would cut out uh, po long pauses. I, yeah. I would cut out words. I would ref I would say a sentence five times and, and take the best one because the vlog format needs to be really tight and concise. Yeah, otherwise people get bored. This one, it, it seems like in this podcast realm, people like hearing that you're uh, like imperfect, you know. conversation, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I'm trying to find that. This is still new to me, so I'm trying to get that groove of, you know, how much, you know. Yeah, it's a balance. Yeah. Definitely. Have you thought about balance? Um, no. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, so <laughs> hit that subscribe button. Let us know, uh, you know, if you've met John, tell me how you feel about John. Hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. Tell me how you feel about John, too. Uh, I just got a notification. I uh, I put the wrong title on the YouTube on the, um the uh, BFS YouTube, uh -oh. uh, the one that went up today, I uploaded the wrong thumbnail image, so it doesn't match what it is. So I got to fix that, like right now. Okay. <laughs> well, then that's but a it's good not on this computer; it's on my other computer. So whatever. But you heard it here. This is that's just uh, heard jo it here first. John Be Bechtold. 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 Uh, real dope with two E's, right? Yep. And what's the one? Cap. Captivate Media. Captivate Media. CaptivateMedia.com for all your commercial video production needs. All right. So you guys know the deal, what we do over here. You walk the walk, you talk the talk, you shred the gnar. Definitely shred the gnar. And then this button.